on some AA literature to read. And then I'll hand over to Paul, who will take, who will talk about it for a while before we open up the room for questions. So here we go. So I've chosen a reading. It's um, page 58. So that's chapter five, how it works. So bear with me one moment. Okay, so chapter five, how it works. Rarely have we seen a person fail who, who has thoroughly followed our path. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program. Usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. There are such unfortunates. They are not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. Their chances are less than average. There are those two who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, but many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. Our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened and what we are like now. If you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. At some of these we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. With all the earnestness, earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas and the result was nil until we let go, absolutely. Remember that we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, powerful. Without help, it is too much for us, but there is one who has all power. That one is God, may you find him now. Half measures availed us nothing. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. So I'll, uh, I'll hand it over to you from there, Paul. Hey, welcome everybody, Paul, alcoholic. Uh, yes, this is how it works, the beginning of it. Uh, I have one thing, I never sort of got the statement of we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, powerful. I would think alcoholism is cunning, baffling. I don't see alcohol as cunning, baffling, and powerful. Yeah? I mean, usually... It has whiskey on the label. It's not, that's not baffling, is it? You pick up the bottle, it tells you what it is, what proof, and there you go. It's pretty straightforward. But I think it's uh, the alcoholism, yeah, that causes alcohol to be such a problem. Uh, and the other parts is the idea of some people can't be rigorously honest. Sometimes that's uh, based on brain chemistry and shit like that. And sometimes it's just that they haven't arrived at that point of honesty concerning, you know, uh, their condition. Yeah. So obviously denial is one of the biggest aspects of the disease because it has to keep a lot of shit away from conscious viewing because that would probably motivate some changes. Yeah. So basically, we really have to be out to lunch to keep on keeping on. And most people can see our situation, our condition quite easily, where we're baffled by it. Because this disease spins like a personal web, so to speak. Yeah. It's it has so much of you threaded in it. Uh, and there's a large part of you that doesn't want to see a lot about you. Really. And so we become, I think that's why a lot of people go out around the fourth step, because if you look at your role in things, which is the fourth column, you're going to see self's role in things, obviously. After a while of calling uh, these patterns of defeat yours, maybe you'll come to the recognition that they're self's patterns of defeat. And maybe, just maybe, sooner or later, You'll see you're not that. And then the possibility of, free, of freedom is really available. I felt handcuffed because I was identified as self. So I was trying to be free as it, get better as it, get better through it, get better by it. 
and I couldn't really go anywhere else. It had it. It had my the ability to entertain possibilities severely limited because I was identified as it. So when I wanted to get freedom, I wanted to get free as self. I never saw it as from self unless I saw self as like a, a artificial attachment called an ego without getting to the real root of it, which is the ownership of an ego who who feels like they have one and loses one. To me, that's the sense of self. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, luckily for us, for many of us here, uh, these disqualifications don't apply. Yeah, we have realized we can be honest. I mean, uh, it was, <laughs> you know, I believe the conceding to the innermost self was the way it went with me, not just admitting I'm an alcoholic. Admitting I was an alcoholic, I did many times to try to get out of situations. But when there was a, a conceding to the innermost self, that was a different story. And that had some weight to it and some power to it. And it's it was the swivel or the it was the turning point in my life. And I've been going in a new direction for like 34 years now. Uh, that new direction lit by the North Star of the principles of AA. Primarily, uh, I'm not managerial quality, really. Yeah, so I have come to believe that something can do for me what I can't do for myself on a lot of levels, <laughs> a lot of categories. And I'm really happy that option became available because having the weight of life on, on my shoulders, I wanted to shirk it. I wanted to get loaded. I really, the problem with me was living sober, really. I just couldn't seem to bear how I felt a lot. So, uh, or how I thought I felt really, an interpretation of the feelings is the bondage of self, one aspect of it. So yeah, uh, I didn't know I had the ability to be convinced, but now I do. I can be convinced that, hey, the store is closed. <laughs> <laughs> I seen the lights are out and <laughs> the door, there's a sign on it saying closed. Even though I had an assumption it was open, I come quickly to being convinced it's closed because it is. Yeah. So I think that ability to be convinced, uh, once it opens up, you're convinced quite a lot of the fruitlessness of trying to save what somebody from their bottom. Yeah you're convinced that that's not serving them. Yeah, you're convinced that, uh, you know, this person's not interested, I'm going to share with someone else. Yeah, you're convinced of a lot of things. Now, uh, your way doesn't bend your uh, ability to be convinced because you're convinced that it's your way. You've lost interest in your way. And now life can convince you like, hey, this doesn't work. <laughs> like I did an inventory once <laughs> when I was new, I had met this lady. Uh, it was a long story, but I met this lady. Then I found out she was married. So then I backed off and then I ran into her on hate street in San Francisco. And she told me she was now not married. Yeah. And so I, and so I said, all right. So she says, why don't you meet me at the club? And she was like a Brazilian dancer at this club in San Francisco. She was not Brazilian, but she was dancing in this Brazilian club. So I went there and then uh, she points out to me that her ex-husband, ex, is at the bar and one of her other boyfriends is right over there. So, I'm, and everyone's drinking and going crazy and I'm sober, newly sober. So I went home and I decided to do an inventory on it. Because I didn't want to know what I knew, which is it's crazy to pursue this lady. <laughs> it's completely insane. I'm like at least number three on the hit parade. I'm not even close. So, so I uh, wrote it out because I didn't want to know that because I wanted, I wanted to meet her. I wanted to be with her. So I did an inventory. The inventory showed very clearly, hey, this is not a wise way to go. But I went anyway yeah, because I wanted something. So I, I saw the, the, the stop sign was presented right in front of my face. 
I, I just drove through the stop sign and I got what I wanted and a whole lot more. Yeah, I got what I wanted and then a whole lot more shit came. <laughs> and I could actually funnel it into the program. I saw that I had made a decision based on self that put me in this position to be hurt. Yeah, it was so clear. I mean, something that had a pattern that of defeat that had happened thousands of times, I finally saw it clearly. I saw that I knew better. I decided to go anyway. And then the shit hit the fan. And I would love to blame the ex-husband or her. But basically, I made a decision that put me in this position to be hurt. That opened up a huge amount of, of open investigations and closed the case. <laughs> I went over a lot of past crimes and I saw my role in it. Yeah. Hallelujah. And then after I kept seeing my role in it, I suddenly started to see self's role in it. Self and my role were very synonymous. I had no idea which one was which, basically. And then I started to have the eyes to see it. Yeah. It was great, really. Fantastic. And one night it was sufficient enough that. I saw self as foreign. And all that I thought was about me, I saw as alcoholism, let's say. And I started to have a real freedom from it, tell you the truth. Not by much work or effort, the work and effort I'd put in in the program. But now I was open for results. And the results can be severely limited by my constant identification as self, or they can become unlimited when I recognized self as foreign to me, really. And that's what started to happen. I started to have the eyes to recognize miracles in my own life and other people's lives. I saw my role in things, hence I saw self's role in things. And I started to have a travel lighter in life, yeah? And I tell you, my track record, most of the miles I have lived was not traveling lighter. Yeah. And then it started to become stabilized that way. And it's been sort of that way the rest of my life. So I feel basically what I'm sharing here is reverse engineering. Yeah. Something happened. I got a lot of relief. It's stabilized. This is what I've seen. Yeah. And I've seen that the root of everything being unstable is the stable identification as self. When that's in place, your possibilities are severely limited, severely limited, because, and you'll be caught in the net of self, can't get out of self a thousands of times, and you may not recognize the message in that, because one of the aspects of self you call Paul. So Paul will keep trying to get out of self. When Paul stopped getting out of self is when I saw that Paul was self. <laughs> That's when it stopped. Yeah. And I finally showed up in this life. And I'll tell you, I've been wanting to escape here since I was six years old, pretty much. And I haven't wanted to escape an imaginary place now for like 20 something years. <laughs> and uh, there's freedom in not going anywhere. There is. There's a lot of freedom available. So that's why I'm here. I think I don't even know why. So I just make shit up. But that's today's top reason why I'm here is to share with other members and whatever, whoever, the possibility that the root of the problem, as described on page 64, is really a key to freedom, which is being convinced self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us and seeing the difference between self and us. And then you start seeing the difference between your thoughts and alcoholic thoughts. And then you start seeing the difference in uh, they did it to me and my role in things. Yeah. And all this stuff starts to happen. And I feel you can be reestablished in a working condition where you travel lighter. It doesn't mean everything goes great. It means that whatever's going on, uh, you know, you travel lighter through it. I can face life successfully. And to me, the basic success is I'm not drinking or using, yeah? But there's other lot, lot of levels of success, yeah? So, yeah, how it works is obviously a very, very important chapter because 
we need to get to the point where we've, it seems like we're working it, then it's working us, and then we're living it, yeah? Really, basically. And uh, the living it is, is a way of life. It's not like a discipline in a way of life. It's the way of life. Yeah, you're living uh, what you've learned here. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so thanks. Thanks, uh, excuse me, everyone. Thanks, Paul. Um, yeah, if you've got any questions to Paul, please just raise your hand, or if you don't want to speak, you could put a message in the chat box and have that read out. You know, we also can do, we can all chant earnestness three, four, five times, see what happens. Earnestlessness. <laughs> it's a tough one, isn't it? Earnestlessness. Earnestness. Earnestness. What the hell? <laughs> I'll have to practice that one. <laughs> That's a difficult one. Yeah, don't Remember how many people had the fear reading the traditions about the word anonymity? They'd always go, anonymity. No one wanted to take to traditions because of the dreaded 11 and 12. Anonymity is this. Everyone, they go, I'm anonymity. Just go off. Go off. Everyone, give me how it works. I don't want traditions. Anonymity. You'd wait for the 11th. You'd wait for him to arrive there and see see what was going to come out. It was sort of funny. <laughs> well, anyone? The idea, let me just riff a little bit on the uh, that idea of honesty. Yeah. What is really the honesty we're talking about? Our consistent condition concerning alcohol and drugs, yes? And the inherent disease of alcoholism or addiction. We were trying to start there. I, the honesty about, you know, uh, you know, I stole my brother's socks when I was seven, that will come later. But just the honesty around this, yeah. For me, Paul, I've always found that um, with resentments, the honesty for me is to see my part in each resentment. To start with, it always seems like it's the other, it's them doing it to me. And then when I write it out, I go, all right, yeah, okay, I can start to see this now and take responsibility for my part. And then it kind of dissolves away, the resentment seems to lessen. Yeah, because the resentment is, is a product of a, a certain way of viewing things, yeah? And the inventory plays a role like a new pair of glasses so you can see the same thing in a different light. And then usually the the way you see it with the new pair of glasses works better than the old way of seeing, yeah? So hopefully you have an interest and a willingness and then the, uh, the program allows that new way of seeing to get established. So you don't see resentments as much, yeah? It's really us. It starts with, obviously. So there isn't like, you know, uh, an endangered species called resentments. There's only 50,000 left. There aren't any. There's not a, quanti- uh, a quantity of it. It's not a thing. It's a, it's, a, it's a result of a way of looking, yeah? An extreme self-centered way of looking is we can't see our role in things. We see everyone else's role in things, yeah? That's not serving us. Yeah, it's a it's a crippling effect if you have that during a life, especially if you try to cope with it by drinking and using. Yeah, so the drinking and using has to stop to get down to the exact nature of the situation, which is a myopic view. Yeah, we're always left we we're always let out in the storyline. Yeah, we everyone a lot of people today are going to do column one and two of the inventory. They're going to know who they're mad at and why. But that's only going to lead them to another drink or another acting out or another fucking threatening email. What AA does is just add the third and fourth column, changes everything, yeah? Instead of stopping at 
yeah, Wendy left me. I'm fucking pissed. Yeah, and maybe justified. Yeah, you go to the fourth column to see your role in things. Yeah, and at the third column, you stop before that and you look at Wendy as perhaps as sick as you, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> or whatever. So it's basically, let's say, not a super quick change. It's a slow changing of a way of seeing. Yeah, from self-centeredness to another, from to another more panoramic view. Yeah. So we have to tell the truth and be honest about the self-centeredness. Yeah. So we do. And the inventory and the working steps let us get to that and tell the truth. And here in AA, there's so much, uh, you know, it's a great testing ground. Yeah. You can see, you can learn how to face life successfully by keeping a commitment in AA. Yeah. Or for some treasury commitments, just not stealing the money of the group, (laughs) which happened quite a lot when I was new in San Francisco. People were (laughs) trying to promote themselves as the treasurer and then they stole the money. So yeah, these things. And then they made amends and came back and they, Maybe they didn't get a treasurer position for a few years, but they were accepted back to the program. And, you know, this is how we face life successfully. So, yeah, don't you see it's rooted in a view? It's called self-centeredness. Yeah. See, so when we're talking about resentment and not talking about the view, we're missing the point, really. Because the resentment is an expression of a view. If you change the view, that expression won't be as much. Yes. You won't see it as much. But if you don't change the view, you better become a master of how to deal with resentments because you're going to have them a lot or they're going to have you. Yeah, because the view hasn't changed. That's the whole point. Yeah. So yeah, this view so. we're sharing, the view we're sharing here is that self, this idea of being the thinker and the feeler and the haver and the doer of everything, yeah? The sense of being, I'm the one, I'm the island uh, alone and whatever, all this which is proven to be quite porous if you look at it, yeah? That idea is what's defeating us, yeah? The identification as that idea is defeating us. We are now going to look at its common manifestations. One of them is resentment. So resentment is a manifestation of self. Self is like a point of view called self-centeredness. Yeah. So everything I see is seen as how it pertains to me. That's called self-centeredness. We're extreme examples of self-centeredness. We're not extreme examples of drinking and using. We could think so. Our story will say that. But really, we're extreme examples of self-centeredness. Yeah. So, yeah, when we put down the drink and the drugs, it gives us an opportunity. and, And we now have a new way of life that gives us an opportunity to recover. Because this isn't about drinking and drug use. It's recovery. We're recovering from the underlying causes and conditions, yeah? So that the drugs and the drinking may not become a problem ever again because we won't drink and do drugs, yeah? Not in a very gritty, hold, you know, bare, you know, knuckle, but joyous and free. I have no interest in alcohol and drugs. I could care less, yeah? But that up, the, the not drinking and using gives us an opportunity to get to the business of the underlying conditions and causes, which is an extreme self-centered view. Yeah. And there has been some things we've learned about dealing with a self-centered view. If you're identified as self and you try to deal with the self-centered view, that's more of the self-centered view. <laughs> Yeah. So let's have that warning very clearly stated in our community because we're going to trip over that wire. We are. We're going to try to get out of self as self in the recovery program. We are. So it's going to happen. Yeah. Because we're identified as self. Yeah. So we're truly 
identified as that which has defeated us. Yeah. So let's get clear and do an inventory on self and how it has defeated us. So what? So we can recognize it in our lives. Why? I don't want to recognize it. It may be a nuisance. Well, no, we have a way of recycling it when we notice it through steps six and seven. We bring what we're not over to the higher power and we let it rearrange it, you know, use the energy in a different format, because obviously the energy at that point is dead or it's not going anywhere. And it's in a groove of just reasserting the same old habit. So now we, I recognize shit, bring it to six and seven, ask that power to reconfigure it. And there you go. Yeah. And after a while, there's not much I need to get reconfigured. Yeah, I'm not doing long inventories because I don't resent anything right now. I'm not fucking stepping on the toes of my fellows. I'm living in like my own little pasture, just chewing cud. I'm not doing massive fucking bank heists or anything. You know, sleeping with the neighbor's wife, shit. Even if I could, I probably wouldn't because you know what? It would probably become more of a burden than I want to carry anymore. I do. The shenanigans I used to get into, I don't get into basically because the payoff cost ratio sucks. Really, I may get a quick payoff, but the cost can go on for fucking years. So I think I'll just let that go and just enjoy peace of mind. <laughs> Be a connoisseur of peace of mind. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, in the beginning, I couldn't practice these principles in all my affairs. So I limited my affairs. I did. Now, a lot of the affairs I couldn't practice in them, I'm not into anyway. Yeah. So basically, I'm not being tested every day because I don't go into that area. Not interested. I'm not interested in observing cocaine users close up. I'm not. You know, I don't want to, you know, make a documentary of a of a four day life of a cocaine user. I've already done that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm just doing whatever and hopefully available to people when uh, when that availability is needed. And I know I can rely on people when I need to rely on them. Yeah. Yeah. So the the lens got opened. Yeah, and And the way of life of AA keeps it open, yeah? And when it seems to narrow down and get into that self-centered tunnel, there are things to do that will bring it back to its new habit, which is open, yeah? Which is service, yeah? If it's really intense, service is the best thing, especially around sexual things, just do some service, get out of oneself. So the now instead of this is the habitual aperture, your aperture is like this, yeah? You're just seeing bigger. You have a larger view now. And that larger view brings a lot of information you weren't getting from the small view. It does, yeah? <laughs> and a lot of wisdom and a lot of other possibilities. So let's tell the truth. Let's be honest that something has defeated us and maybe stop calling it us and maybe let's call it self like it does in the book. You know, I would say we're in the us camp and self is something other than us. So let's be clear. Us hasn't defeated us. Self has. Yeah, let's be clear about that. And maybe just maybe you'll see that you're in the act of being identified as something that you're not. You aren't, but the head is all day. Yeah. And finally, there's a distinction between the head as you and maybe a spiritual condition as you. Because the spiritual condition is not of the head. It doesn't think. It's not pondering over shit. It's not going over shit. It's not living in what's not happening. It's distinctly different than the mental state, the spirit. Yeah, it is. So now maybe you are, you are getting a basis in the spiritual condition that gives you a pretty good bird's eye view of the mental condition. And you see the insanity of it, finally. And you stop blaming yourself for it or feeling guilty about it. Even though there'll be a feeling guilty, you just don't buy it. Yeah, Just like when I go into customs, when I go international, 
not so much now, but when I first got sober, I had a long history of getting arrested, you know, in a lot of ways. So I would always feel uncomfortable going through customs, the body would, yeah, and the head would get really agitated. But after a year or two, I realized I'm not that which is agitated, the head's agitated, yeah. That was dis- that was a distinct revelation to stop calling what the head is going through me going through it. Yeah, the head goes through a lot of shit that I have nothing to do with. Yeah, and to have that distinction has been quite freeing. Yeah, yeah, because the head goes feels terrible and pontificates it's going to be like that forever. Feels great and is worried when it's going to disappear immediately. Yeah, I'm not neither of that movement. Yeah. I'm seeing it, and I would say I'm the seeing of it, yeah. I'm not what's seen, I'm the seeing of it. There you go. I would say that's a good definition of the spiritual condition. I am the seeing of what I used to look from. I'm the seeing of it, yeah. So I see self. I see There's no self to see. I see the activity that implies me as self, <laughs> yeah. And the activity keeps implying me as self, but I'm not buying it. Yeah. Yes. So I am in a state of being free from the bondage of self, let's say right now. That's the freedom of the bondage of self. I'm not buying the bondage of self story. (laughs) It's that simple, really. And so now, you know, there's myopic views in the panoramic view, but the myopic view doesn't eclipse the panoramic view. Yes. I love pumpkin pie. When I see there's only two pieces left, I'm hoping Amelia doesn't want to have one of those pieces because I like the security of having two pieces of pumpkin pie. So my view gets a little focused because of the desire for pumpkin pie. Yeah. And ultimately, I actually tell her against my own vested interest, hey, honey, there's an extra piece of pie. Why don't you have it? And I wonder why the fuck I did that when I wanted both pieces, but that's a life of recovery. Yeah, yeah. And then what happens? A new pie comes in. (laughs) So I get more based on overcoming the fear of less. Yes, usually happens all the time. Don't you think you're going to get weaned off of this old view? It's really not that it doesn't provide you much. It really doesn't. It provides you being right, usually ends you up being alone. (laughs) And probably, you know, (laughs) so it's, you know, this is the, this is the, uh, you know, perhaps there's the better way, as we say in recovery. There is the better way, trusting the infinite rather than finite self. Yeah. And every one of us could share an intimacy of what it likes where they are, trusting the infinite. And every one of us would be right. That you that's the relationship you're gonna have that's gonna be a very intimate relationship. The effect you've gone under through the higher power through the program of AA. It's gonna be quite intimate. It's difficult to really share it. You can share from it, but you can't really describe it to anyone. They're having their own, so to speak, yes. Yeah. You ready for a question, Paul? Yeah, I'm ready. I've got a um, question from Oliver. Would you like to unmute yourself? Just a sec. Oh, hello. Hello, everyone. Hello, Paul. Uh, I, uh, uh, what seems particularly interesting in this reading is the last sentence. Uh, we ask his protection and care with complete abandon. And then there's this uh, other sentence in, uh, uh, vision for you which states uh abandon yourself to him as you understand god and uh, just you know in the in relation with you know honesty and uh, this earnestness thing i you know it, it's not uh, that i i mean there's a question mark 
sometimes above my head when, when I read this, when I come into this. And, uh, you know, my question wouldn't be, you know, what do I do about it? Because I, I, I don't seem, I remember the feeling of completely abandon anything. Uh, but, uh, you know, just, you know, down the line, what was your experience with it? How did you, how did you, how did this strike you? And, uh, you know, what's your opinion on it? Well, at first, the complete abandonment, uh, I had as an event or it had me of feeling one way and then feeling completely different in about a few seconds where that was the day I got struck sober in, uh, so that contrast and what's followed is I stayed sober. It would have probably, uh, turned into a different story if I'd gone out, but I had stayed sober ever since then. Uh, that was like something just basically wasn't going to wait anymore for me to get it and just fucking downloaded it and just stopped the whole shenanigans of Paul <laughs> completely. Like at a, it's sort of like I was losing gas anyway. I was running on fumes, but it just came to a complete halt. I didn't feel and I didn't hear any brakes go squealing. It was just bump. And it just said, you're screwed or actually fucked. And, uh, and you're not managerial quality. So at that point, that whole holding out for the to the very end and keep trying and trying and trying, just got exhausted. And I was convinced, thoroughly convinced. And uh, that night, I was lucky enough that life itself conspired to bring me to my first meeting. And that was really what allowed that moment to extend in time was a, a way of life that I got introduced to. Yep. So then I went along now that that recognition happened, I went along with it still uh, quite occupied as self, I felt in hindsight. Yeah. But, uh, but nonetheless, uh, it didn't have the power to keep me uh, loaded anymore. I was really uh, thrilled with sobriety. Really was. I was. I liked the meetings. I like hearing people share. Mostly, I was easily inspired. I was like stoked, you know. And that being stoked lasted for quite a while, till certain habits were put in place, and I was sober. Yeah, and. Uh, being struck sober took away any urge to, I've never had a strong thought or a feeling about drinking or using, which is mind boggling to me for all these years. I don't remember one. And uh, man, that's unbelievable. And so uh, then when I, when this idea of self became clearer and when I see, uh, when I saw the thing, you abandoning self, I, when it said abandon, abandon yourself, I saw self as something other than me, which that means I can abandon it. Yeah. Like when they say abandon your post, you got to leave the post. Yeah. But how are you going to abandon you as you? You can't, but you can abandon you as self because you're not. Yeah. So I, I started to read abandoning yourself to God was, I was abandoning this idea of being Paul, this long lasting, independent, separate thing. And that had a whole different flavor. Yeah. It didn't come immediately, but it was around the sixth or seventh year, I started to see uh, the manufacturing of Paul as, you know, made in China, not made in Paul, so to speak. So, uh, yeah. So I, then I looked at the word abandoning much different, or felt around the word much differently. Sort of like when we were out there using, I always use the example, but <clears throat> we would have a beater, like an old car, and then we'd run into a tree and we would abandon the car. We wouldn't wait for the police to come because we had other problems. 
So we would just walk away from the car. <laughs> we abandoned it. Well, this is how I feel around self. I believe because you're not self, you can abandon it. Yeah, you can abandon self to God. To me, the act of doing that, you could see it in step six and seven. Six and seven is like the act of abandoning self to God. So not only do we have, you know, not only it sometimes it whacks you, and now we have a way of doing it. We can mimic the abandoning oneself to God through step six and seven. So when, when we recognize something that is presented as you thinking or you doing this or you feeling, and we bring it to the six and seven, we're abandoning that you we used to think we were. Yeah, we're abandoning it. We're saying here, higher power, take it. Yeah, take all of me, the good and bad. Yeah, all of me. That's abandoning, I feel. I don't believe you can abandon what you are. It would still be there. I think you can abandon what you're not. I do. I mean, I've abandoned a lot of shit that I wasn't. <laughs> I, I abandoned people. I abandoned my family. I abandoned cars. Yeah. I did a lot of shit. But Paul was always there, yeah. So, yeah, that's how I see it. So I saw it one way, and you know, because in the in that uh, vision for us, it says this this higher power is going to constantly reveal to us stuff. Well, I think that's what it does. So you in the first year you read a sentence much differently maybe than in the eighth year, yeah. You see everything differently because the myopic view is changing. You're having more of a panoramic view. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. And that's like, if, let's say the myopic view would be like the old story of an ant trying to describe the elephant. Yeah. So the ant is only seeing a very little bit of the elephant. If you had a panoramic view, you could see the ant trying to fucking define the elephant in the panoramic view. Yeah, and you would see the elephant. Yeah. Because what? You're not the ant, so to speak. Yeah. So health self has a very myopic view. It does. It tunnels. It goes however wide it is here, it doesn't end up wide. It goes into a very straight and narrow. Everything is always about you. <laughs> That's a very uh there's a very uh, myopic, contracting, shrinking thing. Losing interest in self opens up a wideness that is comparable. Yeah. You're seeing like this now, not like this. Yeah. It's not all about you. <laughs> and really, a lot of times there's nothing about you really <laughs> you know how many of us feel special right now i'm sure the person sitting at the computer next door that feels as special as i feel when i'm sitting at this thing we're all in a sense of specialness and uniqueness yeah that's just the starting point we have an extreme version of it yeah that's just fucking incredible <laughs> That's why it, it's not an option to do service. We need to do service because that myopic view needs to, the habit of that view needs to be broken so that it can go back into another view. Yeah. Drinking and using is facilitating that myopic view. So we got to stop that and then recover from the myopic view so that we can see anew. Like it says here, you'll be reborn. Yeah. To the point the problem will not exist for you. That's a fucking pretty big view right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very big view. When you see in the view that the problem does not exist for you, and it's not a form of denial, it's actually clear. That's a very big view. 
Yeah, yeah. You're living large then, even though your life may look like it's simple, you're living quite large. Yeah. A lot's going out, a lot's coming in. <laughs> it's interesting. Now it's in, now it looks a little bit different, this sentence that I read. I'm going to read it again. We ask his protection and care with complete abandon. It's like we recognize we are not self that way. Yeah, not the self that way by you know asking or recognizing or acknowledging you know the power that did for us what we couldn't do well yes and the thing is it's telling the truth that we've in a way done this before without knowing it to self right. we've right. abandoned us to self so we're just changing it's not like it's a new dance step it's just yeah. changing the delivery where is it going to be put into now we're not going to give it to self we're giving it to this higher power yeah so basically what is that it's almost as if all there are are views and we're like we play the role of a camera yeah so self-centeredness takes over the camera and then we basically manufacture what's not happening fucking all day and see a lot of shit that's not actually going on. When, the, when this camera gets surrendered to another form of light, the higher power, it sees through the camera differently, and the camera senses the effect, knows the effect. It knows what's moving through it, yeah? And now it, it arrives at a condition that it feels assured it's in good hands, yeah? Being a camera, it wasn't in good hands before. Now it's in good hands. What's looking through it is fucking solid and sound. It's not insane. Yeah? It's that we're cameras. And there's different aspects of light. Self is a myopic light that constantly reflects everything back to itself. It's a very small, it sees the sun as itself. It reflects the sun's light in the mirror of selfing, and it all it does is it's addicted to this idea. Yeah? The higher powers aspect of light is much wider and open, and it's a win win. It's not a win lose. It's not a proposition, you're definitely going to have to lose if I'm going to win. It's not like that. It's a different, uh, you have it by giving it away. It's a whole different sense. Yet the camera is the same in a way, yeah? This camera had addiction running it, and now this camera has, a, let's say, a higher power running it. The camera's doing a whole lot better under the higher powers regime than it was under the other regime, yeah? It was like a, you know, a camera used in a war in the other fucking thing. Now I'm in peace. <laughs> <laughs> and the cap the camera's happy and it's grateful that it's being used by something who respects it and fucking takes good care of it, not fucking runs into the fucking ground, gets it run over twice in one night by a car. <laughs> you know? The camera has the camera has the ability, it has sentience to sort of show respect and gratitude and honor. Yeah. Hallelujah. But do I do I believe I am that which is doing for me what I can't do for myself? In an ultimate way I do, but not as this token action of Paul. No, it's much better to have that humble attitude that something is doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. But I'm very clear that something else was doing through me that I wouldn't do by myself before. Yeah. Yeah, there was something else looking through the camera before recovery and dominating. Yes, there was. Now the right lenses are in place. Yeah. And it's my camera set on me as the camera set on panoramic usually. <laughs> no close ups, just panoramic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't know how far the camera could see. I didn't. I had forgotten all that. My childhood, a lot of the aspects of the childhood were forgotten, truly. Yeah. 
be able to spend hours playing with a fucking plastic army man with my friend Wayne Griffith for like three years in a row <laughs> after school. I mean, I'd be bored in the first five minutes. Yeah, the head, when the head develops, yeah. That agitation that everyone takes to be normal, it's not fucking normal, it's applied, yeah. That which is agitated, when that which is agitated is running the camera, the camera seems agitated because it doesn't have a, a set tripod. It's always shook, shook up, yes? Yeah, the camera is so incredibly insane. It has a chip of self-centeredness. It blames itself, but it has nothing to do with the camera. The camera is being used, yeah? Give a break to the camera, please. Jesus, you want to keep kicking it after 33 years ago? Why did you take that picture? It didn't fucking, it, it takes pictures. You pointed it, something pointed it that way. It wasn't the camera's fault, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. Admit you can't abandon yourself to God. And then that's the abandonment of that which can't abandon yourself to God. It's not going to do it. Yeah. It's, it only works on a transactional level. It's not abandoning shit. <laughs> abandon that. Abandon the idea of self. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. And thanks for your question, Oliver. Thank you. Uh, there's no other questions just at the minute. Kim, you did have a question before. Do you still have a question? Uh, no, I just appreciate the talk today, Paul. And um, yeah, I really appreciate everything you've shared today. So thank you. Thanks, Kim. Nice to see you. Yes. Thanks, Kim. We are... Um, don't know what to do, Paul. We're coming up to nearly half past, so could hang on a bit or could say goodbyes, whichever. Yeah. Yes. Uh, first of all, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for showing up and all of us participate in this event occurring. And uh, I'm a happy camper for it because uh, it's nice to be used. I found that was a great quality of in AA, I, you know, when I was out there, the last thing you wanted was to be used without your permission. You're always paranoid and on the defensive and shit. But in a way, AA is, uh, you know, I have such a feeling of that which is using me. I'm just blown away. So, yeah, remember, I don't have a clue what's coming through me. I've learned like an old dog, some new tricks, but that thing that speaks is of us, not of me. Yeah. So, and it just has a compulsion to share. I can't believe how long I've been doing this <laughs> over the years. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, man, there's such a great feeling of being empty. You know, it really is a beautiful, quality so so thank you everyone for because without you the results here wouldn't be the same so and i hope that's to that has to do with all of us yeah so it's a we situation so all right uh kerry kerry my main man in uh, in hawaii he seems to be in the room i was in this is it um, wait, yeah, Judith is just nonstop, as you know, Paul, man, she yeah. is just, she took off to go get John Olson to do something, but yeah, this is the room, it's, um, it's coming along. Thanks, yeah. I really enjoyed seeing you, Paul, it was awesome. Especially, the best thing I like, Paul, the coffee. The coffee, the coffee yes, thank you, yes. I always have to leave you with something, yeah. All right, we got Rick R. Oh, nice to see you, Rick, from... Canada. Nice to see you, bro. Mickey from Madeira. Yeah. 
Uh, Jack G has got another strange shot. That's nice. Yeah. Ted. Oh, Ted is my friend from Redondo Beach. Yeah. He's moving into a hippie area level here. Yeah. Got the hair going. Yeah. All right. PK from Long Island. What is there to say about PK and Long Island? There he is. Don O. Nice to see you, Don. We got Jess. Jesse, Jess from uh, Ireland. Nice. Always nice to see you, Jess. Yeah. You're a lifetime member of zenbitchslap.com. Yeah. A lot of fringe benefits. I'm very grateful. Thank you. You're welcome. Tommy, a pleasure from Ireland. Anu, nice to see Anu. There she is. Kristen, as always, fantastic. Kim, thank you. Thanks for uh, sticking with us, Kim. Yeah. Walter, Walter from the Netherlands. Yeah. Always nice, always a pleasure to see Walter. Thank you for attending the session. Annette, I can't only see the top of her head. There she is. She's moved into. I can get to see her now. Nice to see you, Annette. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome. Stefan on having never left, as always. Pleasure, Stefan. Ruby Rose, she's got the fire going in Wichita. It's a little cold here today for relatively, obviously, Northern California. <laughs> it's in the 50s. So uh, we got, let's see, we got Michael Stacy, uh, mainstay. Thank you, Michael, for so much. Yeah. Roman also. Roman, always a pleasure. And the man in Germany, Oliver, another one. He's in Berlin, Oliver. We got Rich A from the UK. Thank you, Rich, for hosting. Yes. I Googled earnestness since I couldn't speak it, and it means sincere and intense conviction. I liked that. Yeah, yes. I'd rather say that than earnestness. <laughs> it was earnestlessness, I thought. That was all. Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We are. There's uh, Nina. Very nice to see Nina. Yeah, very good. Or not see her. She's just there. Thanks, Paul. I had to go to the dentist, so I oh. couldn't. <laughs> oh, good. I hope it worked out. Yeah, good. We got Ben C. Pleasure. We got Ann S. I think that's a picture. There she is. We got Terry. Terry sort of out. She's in the car. Nice to see you, Terry. Alex. There she is. I. You're so you were close, but now you're far, eh? Uh. Yes, I'll be back. Oh, that's good. I'm going back and forth now. Probably. Oh, good. Well, maybe you'll have to come down here one day. That would be nice, actually. You gotta find me a place to stay. <laughs> uh, you could probably stay here with us at the right time. Okay. Yeah. All right. We got Joseph C from France. Woohoo, Joseph. Kana, Co Joseph, thanks for staying with us all this time. Very much appreciated. Kana from Dublin, always a pleasure. Thanks, Paul. Nice to see you. Noah. Noah's driving or something. I hope he's keeping his eye on the road there. There he goes. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, yeah, we don't want to witness a uh, something. Yeah. We got Noah. We got Ben. Let's see who else we have here. I think that's about it for today. It is such a pleasure. Thank you. And uh, we'll be here today at 4.30. I got to remind myself by announcing this because <laughs> I forgot. Uh, we do an, a non-duality thing at 4.30 Pacific time. It's on the website and uh, starting up again today. We were off for a couple weeks. So that's with the Awakening Together people. Very nice. And uh, all the other stuff is out there. We have the trip to Italy, the retreat in September. Hopefully enough people will sign up so that we can follow through. I think at the end of March is when is the end date. So lovely. It's on the website. Amelia's put a lot of work into it and a uh, beautiful area. We were there last year. 
not exactly there, but in the area, it's beautiful. And uh, you'll be swimming and stuff like that. So, yeah. And then we also have another retreat in June in Colorado. If you don't want to go to Italy with Awakening Together, I feel. I haven't put my heart into it yet, advertising it. So I'm going to try to start now. Yes. I have an amends to make to Awakening Together. Yeah. It was more interested in the Italian one. So. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See everybody. Yeah.